Hey, it's J Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Guess what? Our live show is this Sunday! I am so immensely excited because this is celebrating our two-year anniversary, and so we really wanted to make it a good one. This live show is going to be a full-on shonen parody titled TFU Super University. You can RSVP on our Facebook page, and the official start show time is at 2 p.m., but we will open the Twitch channel up and be in there hanging out at 1.30 p.m., and then starting at the end of the live show at 4 until 4.30 or 5, we'll see how long it goes, we'll be having a Q&A with as much of the cast that we can have be there. Of course, the main cast, but we're also hoping that we'll have the voices of Amelia, King and Angel, uh, Larong, and all of them there hanging out and just talking about good times and good vibes. And you can ask us questions and we'll give answers to those questions. I'm super excited and I can't believe we've been doing this for two years already and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all of you. So thank you all so much. Every single one of you who've tweeted, Facebooked, Instagrammed about the show, uh, use the hashtag UnpluggedRising. I hope we took the time and actually put your name in the podcast, and if we have, thank you. Please join our Discord. Please support us on Patreon, all that good stuff. And uh, you know what? I've been talking enough. Let's get to the episode. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. Nad's Motor Chic ordered me to be taking place of Robin for daily broadcasts. You guys find yourself in New Balderdash. You seem to be surrounded on all sides of your encampment by solid stone wall. What? The stonework seems to shift and move constantly. A massive, scaled, lizard-like creature snaps its jaws shut on Mo. There are creatures around. Hades, dammit, Jake, what are you doing here? No, please, I'll... I'll surrender. You can take the soup. Wheeling backwards away from a mortal mob, an elf, a dwarf, a human, and a blue dragonborn. We call ourselves the Supers. And in the middle of the clearing burns a bonfire bubbling with a pot of red stew. And I make the impulse decision of just knocking over the cauldron. The mortals are trying to shovel what's on the ground into their mouths. Their eyes are now completely black. You see, it makes you, it makes you a little stronger, a little better. It's quite a power up, you see. We have started production again in the forge. Soon, there will be new mechs and weaponry all under control of newly awakened true reality soldiers. Do not worry, consumers. The burden of protecting the city is on us. Greetings, consumers. I am your Porkovnik, Lerong, back once more for giving you updates to State of City. Effective today, we are issuing citywide curfew for encroachers. Any encroachers outside of designated residential areas will be immediately executed upon site. This is to maintain safety of consumers and Potterblatt Corporation assets. We also will be bolstering funding for a new brand new Duraki Police Department. You are remembering that before Enclosure Wars, police departments were non-existent. The DPD is not meant to replace Potterblatt Security Force, 
but is meant to be for all citizens of city. This will be transition for you, but is by order of overseers that this is necessary step for safety. If you are having issues with any encroachers, please call them immediately and they will handle situation. Okay, you guys, there it is. Welcome to the farmer's market. See, if those plants are any indicators, there could be farmable land inside. We could survive without having to raid any more supply posts. Most importantly, Poacher Blood doesn't have any eyes in there, so it could theoretically keep us pretty well hidden. What are we waiting for then? Let's go! No, hold on, man. We can't just go in there full bucket. We need a plan. Hey, uh, you... Guys, there now? Yeah, I, I think we're about to head in. Great. Uh, the Chris are helping me modify some of the drones you and Manny took down when we saved Riley. We might be able to turn them into recon for us. Oh, hey, that's really great. Uh, what do you guys think about waiting for that? And then we can get some eyes in there and Ooh, it could really work but, out. Uh, I don't think we have time to wait. It won't be long until Portrayboliat gets moving again. I heard noises coming from the forge when we were on our way out of the labyrinth. Strox, what's the plan? We go in now. Damn it! Manny, wait up! Manuel, stop! Wait, Manny, I had a plan! Oh. I am wanting answer. Now, why did you interfere with Portal Blood Corporation? You ain't hire us. How are we supposed to know you wanted the Leviathan? It is clearly property of Potterblatt. Interfere again, and you will be terminated. <laughs> Come and try us. Wolf. We understand, Pokolvnik. Angel, what are you doing? Shut up. We will communicate with you before taking any further action. Dosvidanya. Angel, why didn't you let me get at him? King, you're already almost out of pills, and Potterblatt is our supplier, not to mention we need more equipment. Now isn't the time to make them our enemies. They're strong and garbage. X wouldn't have wanted this. And he's dead now. Enough talk, I think we've got guests. Manny, where the strock did you go? I thought you guys were right behind me. I just went straight. Well, there's no way to go straight. Wait. <sighs> Amelia. Jay. Hey, uh, Amelia's with me, but where are you at, Mitch? I thought you were right behind us, too. This is no good. The plants are moving and creating new paths. Just... Uh, Strocking, damn it. Look, I can keep moving. I bet I can find a way out of here. Damn it, Manny. Stay put for a second, okay? Uh, you guys doing okay? Yeah. Mitch, Manny, we gotta stick together, you guys. Like, if not physically, at least emotionally? A little bit, you know? See. Si. Now is not the time to fight. Kevin, can you and Chrissy get those drones finished? Maybe we can use them to get eyes on here. Mm, maybe. Uh, one sec. Yeah, so Charlie and Freddy are down to help, but they said they wanted us to do a game for them while they worked. You've got to be oh, kidding me. God. Hey, hey, it could be good. Look. Let's just take a breather. It's not like we're going to be able to get anywhere anyway. You guys got your dice on you, right? 
I didn't want to admit it, but yes, I do. Great! I don't go anywhere without mine. Manny, bet you got yours too, huh, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's play. See, you guys keep the Krissa entertained while they work. I will do some recon. Don't go too far. We don't want to get separated. I will go slowly. Okay, Mitch. Um, if, if you're up for it, let's, let's do it. I hope you got stuff ready. <laughs> I don't carry my dice around with me all the time because I'm not prepared. Although it is probably becoming a bit more of an addiction now. Um, yes, last time you guys Sounds healthy. met the- I'm dealing with it in my own way. You guys met the supers! You help them get soup, which they ate greedily. Uh, in exchange for helping them get soup, they have offered you a, a first run at this camp. That you can take anything you find. What do we find? Uh, let's assume you start searching around the camp for the things that you want to find. And you find three things. The first thing you find, the chameleon marker. It is a once-a-day item. If you spend a whole minute to draw on yourself with the chameleon marker, choosing a single color, your skin will change to that color, gaining the benefits of being that color, including resistances and breath attacks. Uh, second thing you find, the Cloak and Dagger of Cloaks and Daggers. Redundant. It is a, yes, it is a set, a complete set of a cloak, which is plus one leather armor, and a dagger that is a plus one dagger. Once per day, you may use your free action to utter the command word either cloak or dagger. If you say cloak, it adds your, uh, stealth, it adds to your stealth check equal to your proficiency bonus. And if you say dagger... It adds a bonus equal to your proficiency bonus to an attack roll that has advantage. Do I have to attack with the dagger? Uh, you have to have the dagger equipped. I'll let you finish, but do remember, we are hanging out in person now. If these turn out to be mimics, I will hit you. <laughs> That's the funny thing about the cloak and dagger of cloaks and daggers. Only the cloak is a mimic. Guys, come on, I would, I would know. And wait a minute. I think I have a question. I think I have a question about the chameleon pen. Okay. Well, it's a marker, but sure. Chameleon marker, whatever. Okay, go ahead. You can ask the question. Yeah. No, 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 you don't have. You don't have to raise your hand, Manny. We can just talk like grown-ups. But if Torin uses it to change colors, will it change his breath ability? Yep. Okay, so I'm seeing you're you're making specific items. All right, that's what I I I'd started to theorize that when it was a very specific cloak and dagger, and it's like, oh wait, who's the rogue? All right, so what's the third and final item, sir? The third thing you find is the alchemy gun. You can use it's a gun. you can use an it's a gun. You can use an action and name one liquid from the list below to cause the gun to produce the chosen liquid. Afterwards, whenever you squirt the gun. Uh, a blast of this liquid will come out of it at a rate of up to two gallons per second. Is that powerful? I, I don't know science. The maximum amount of liquid the gun can produce uh, depends on the liquid you named. Can it be like magma? The possibilities are acid, basic poison, beer, honey, uh, mayonnaise, oil, vinegar, water, comma, fresh, water, comma, tears, and wine. As you all are, like, talking about the logistics of the items, Twilight is just very slowly pocketing everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Twilight has gained the chameleon marker, the cloak and dagger of cloaks and daggers, and the alchemy gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have a mechanic question about the cloak and dagger. Please do. Um, so, if I say cloak, it adds stealth 
check equal to my proficiency bonus? Yeah. Is that on top of my proficiency bonus I already have? Yep, so it'd be double proficiency. Oh, sweet! And if you already had double proficiency due to a rogue ability, it would now be triple. Oh, oh that's hot. But you have to have the cloak awesome. equipped as your armor. So can I roll perception to see if Twilight just tried to rip us off? Yep, roll perception. Twilight, you did you, did you, uh, do you want to roll stealth to see if you picked up these items without them noticing? So here's the thing. The first item I picked up was the cloak and dagger of cloak and daggers. Twilight looks at them and goes, Cloak! And adds proficiency to my stealth oh, roll. Oh, don't you BS your friends with this nonsense. <laughs> Besides, I am being a monster. I rolled a 16, plus 3 for my perception, and plus 1 for my wisdom. And I think I'm proficient in okay, perception, well, so that's proficiency bonus, so I got over 20, sir. I can see through well, to your very on. thieving I... soul. Well, you don't know that yet. Let me roll my dice, sir. <laughs> yeah, you saw it. That was a crit. That was a crit fail. Ooh. Twilight was like, Twilight was so excited about these items. They were like causing fireworks with prestidigitation as they were taking everything. You guys can't see me. Hey, hey, Twilight. <laughs> Twilight picks up the cloak, uh, the cloak and dagger of cloak and daggers, and puts it around their face and goes, "Hey, hey, you guys remember this? You can't see me. I am one with the night. You remember that? You burned his head off, didn't you?" As you put the cloak around your head, the dagger clinks to the ground, and now everyone's paying attention to you. And as Twilight said that, it triggers something in Torn, and I just bonk him on the top of the head. It's like, I thought I killed you! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm just kidding. Here you go, Torin. And Twilight gives Torn the alchemy gun. And here you go, Vert. And Twilight gives Vert the chameleon marker. I'm a good friend. I know everything about you, and this makes perfect sense. Can I make him immediately, or can I make them immediately regret this? What do you choose to do? I announce P to the gun and shoot at Twilight. That's not one of the choices, you monster. Vinegar, then. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's gonna get to your closest possible, um, closest possible representation. So this, you, what's given to you is this clear green plastic gun, and uh, it's it it's very small, uh, even especially in your large hand. And you point it at Twilight, and you say vinegar, and you press the trigger, and two gallons of vinegar blasts out of the gun and sprays directly onto Twilight. Oh God! Oh, the smell! Oh, oh! I'll never get this out. I regret everything. Horn just shakes his head. It's like, eh, and then just sees if Vert wants to trade. Yeah. <laughs> Vert trades. Vert would definitely like that. <laughs> My precious. And then I just stare at this pen and it's like, I wonder if. And that's all. He does. He wonders if aloud. Mm. Thorn stands still and says if. <laughs> and we think that's dragon for something. Twilight is now feeling... A little bit colder, because they just got doused with vinegar in the middle of the, the icy world that we're in. It's not an That's icy fun. world, you're just... I think... Oh god, I don't even think you managed to roll out of being frozen. I know Torin did, but I don't... Nope. Oh. Nope, never did. This is where I'm at. I am a twi... I am a twilight-sipple. 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 Sickle. Sickle. I'm a twicycle. Oh. <laughs> I am a twicycle! <laughs> Can 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 I ride you? Torin thinking very hard is like, I wonder, if I use this pen and change red, I could probably heat you up by breathing fire. You may try to do that if you wish. 
I just want to announce it as a like intimidation on Twilight. Twilight goes, please don't. I'm sorry. I regret everything. And I just get real close to Twilight's face and go, never steal from a paladin. I am chaotic good. And then I just go back to where I was standing. More like lawful. Like Twilight says under their breath. The chaos is in hurting you. <laughs> oh my god, where is this going? So the supers, uh, they like... After being very confused and high on soup. Oh yeah, Milo, oh yeah there's a plot. <laughs> yeah, Milo the elf says, uh, well, it looks like you all got a pretty good take, didn't you? And now you will take us to your camp. Well, I don't mind that one bit. All right, follow me then. And uh, he starts leading you back through the maze. Or at least, like, he leaves and assumes you guys will follow him. I'm going to assume you follow him. As you make it back through the maze, uh, he is walking down several hallways, and you can see the wonders of this place around you. Every now and then, peeking over the tops of 50, 60 high foot walls, you see more giant lizard creatures. There is one flying lizard-like creature, and you can't tell how high up it is, but let's just say that you hope it is very high up, or else this thing is massive in scale. As you continue down the path, you see that there is a, a, a wall goes up right in front of Milo, where he planned on taking a turn. And he goes, oh, oh, it's one of these again. All right, then. Uh, and he starts hacking at the wall with his axe. The other supers as well start hacking at stuff, and you can see their muscles are rippling. They are wielding weapons that are enormous, but they're wielding them with so much speed. Like, they're pretty much all torn. They all could give you a run for your money in an arm wrestle right now by the look of things. Only because they're on the gear. When it wears off, they're still just wimps. Could I be Could I be in Torin's arms as a frozen twicycle? Like, like he just had to carry... Twilight. Just holding you under, like, one arm like a gym bag? Oh, I was hoping you were cradling me like a baby. <laughs> what, po- what part of our relationship may- made you think that? Wishful thinking. The part that Twilight always has. <laughs> Twilight's general demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> what part of our relationship? It's really more of a Twilight thing. I manipulated your need for friendship so that I could splatter poop on you. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> oh, right. I should stick to the game. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm enjoying this. But, uh, yeah, they it's very quick. They are able to tear down the stone wall. And there is another shake in the ground. And I need to do a quick roll here. Excuse me. And while you're doing that, way off in the distance in the trees, we hear a song being sung. Something about strangers like me. I wanna know. Uh, so what I'm gonna need from you guys is an initiative roll! As the ground starts shaking, uh, appearing from all sides, fully encircling you, are these white, globular, uh, they look like slimes. Uh, like, you know, like the slime species of monster, but these are, these are, like, white, entirely white all over, and they're each about human-sized, or could contain a human inside their mass. Could I ask real quick, I'm the only one who's still technically frozen. Do I have disadvantage on the roll, or is it just my movement speed's cut? Your movement speed is half, that's it. Okay, so I got a dirty 20. Okay, uh, Vert, how'd you do? Uh, 12. Ooh, crap. Did they all roll ones and just burst into flames and die? You're like, maybe they're terrible? Uh, let's see, so that's all good. 
and then a hundred thousand NPCs. This part's gonna take a lot longer than I thought. Uh, the fight? Are you rolling? Well, it's not like we're. It's not like we're going anywhere, and I have no idea where Amelia went. So the very first people up in the order is the supers, as these giant globular white blobs start surrounding you guys on all sides. You are in a in a T-shaped hallway of this labyrinth, with the supers being sort of in the, the top front hallway. Uh, there's just this wave of strange creatures comes pouring in, and they begin to swing with a weapon. And each of them, you see, cuts one of these creatures in half, and it dissolves instantly into the like into the ground itself, like water being sucked into the dirt. And immediately, more white slimes come pouring over. Twilight, you are next in the order. You are in the sort of eastern hallway. If we're orienting ourselves on the supers, uh, these this pile of slime seems to be coming from behind you. And you turn around and see that there is five of these things packed tightly into the 15-foot hallway that is this labyrinth. Okay, so it's a 15-foot hallway. There's five directly behind me. Are we surrounded on all sides of this hallway? Oh, for sure. You've been preparing okay. for this with your bard and rogue mix class. Breakdance fight them. Is there anywhere where Twilight can go to hide? Honestly, no. Uh, you guys are sort of narrowed in. This is, uh, you're, you're sort of ambushed by these creatures. Okay. One more thing. The Torn put me down. <laughs> That's up to Torin. I mean, I could throw you at them if you want me to. Ooh, he's good at it. Well, I said, mm, mm. I, let's oh, not. Wait, I could throw let's, you to the top hey? of the wall, and you can hide there. Perch. Could he? You're the thinking wall, about it. Oh the, yeah. The lowest wall is fifty feet up. I've done crazier things, and you've known it. <laughs> yeah, but that was with me, and I'm lots. I don't. Smaller. I don't think it's within your range, there, bud. You're also able to throw, we've already established, you can throw Vert without taking any, like, negatives to your roll, but I weigh much more than Vert does. You just need to straighten so, out your arms and legs. Be like a spear. If you can roll a nat 20, I will say yes. You have a 5% chance. Can I roll with advantage? Why? Twilight sees that look in Torin's eyes and goes, I don't want it! Get me off this ride! I want nothing to do with this! Let me down! <laughs> Let me down now. <laughs> I am not tall enough for this. Can we count can we count that as athletics? Yes. Oh, definitely it's athletics. What's happening? Nothing good. Go with it. Keeps bouncing out it's of It's not the even his turn. Why is this happening? We need Torin's cartoonish strength. <laughs> so we're just gonna, okay. we're gonna I need to roll without it bouncing out of my okay. dice box. I need taller walls than the say... dice box. Twilight, would you be comfortable with saying this takes up your movement for the turn? If it works. Only my movement? Yeah. Because yeah. you're not okay. actually doing yeah, anything, so... I will allow it if it only takes my movement, but not my action. You said I had to get a net 20? Yes. What if I got an 18, but my athletics gets me over? Nah, that's an unnatural 20. So I think you're going to throw Twilight at a wall? Like you throw, you try to get him to the top of the wall, but he's or wait, just wait, hit. wait. Get your sword out and like stick, and you'll be like halfway up the wall at least, and you'll have a half perch. He threw you ten feet up, Twilight. He got you ten feet in the air. What do you do? Okay, um, Twilight was thrown ten feet up in the air. Uh, they are going to use their natural acro. I can throw much further than ten feet, good sir. He's heavy. Dungeon Daddy has spoken. Uh, Twilight is going to use their natural acrobatic ability to um flip down like real cool like like i'm in anime and then as i land i'm gonna cast thunder wave okay totally fine yep uh so they need to save correct yes they do uh 18 
That's saved, so they don't get pushed back, but they will take half the damage. Cool. Hit me, baby, one more time. They took only two damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but but Manny, uh, but Torin, the supers, and uh, Vert also need a roll saving. So what roll do I need to beat? Let me know what you got, and I'll let you know if you got it, boy. Ooh, he's keeping the drama high. Also revenge, really. A net 20. There it is. Okay, so you only take two HP damage. Uh, Vert got a 20. Also, only two HP damage. How'd the supers do? For the sake of humor, I'm going to say they got a 20. No, they got a 9. Oh, a 9. Okay, so the supers take a full 4 damage, and they get shoved back 15 feet. So against the wall. Yeah, they get pushed. Oh, 10 feet. They, they get, get shoved pushed back 10 against feet. the wall, clearing away for the reinforcement white slimes that appeared after they did their move. You know, that probably would have worked out if you didn't throw me, jerk. Well, now we know only throw vert. You do not like to go yes. with go along with my brilliant tactics. Vert's always down. Nope, Vert's always up. <laughs> you almost ruined my glorious outfit my best buddy made for me. And Twilight, like, brushes off some dirt. <laughs> down from Twilight are the little feathered lizard creatures that the supers carry around with them. They are going to jump on top of one of these uh, white slimes. And uh, they just go, this go like bite a lot. They'll bite it. Uh, for, oh, all combined, they did 12 damage. Good for them. Uh, it's not dead, but they, you can see they've taken a significant amount of mass out of one of these white slimes. Uh, down, How many of these slimes are there again? 15. Ooh. The supers killed four, and then five showed up for a total of 15 right now. Uh, so we are at. Down from Torin is Vert. Uh, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to say that with like ire. It's Vert's turn. Oh, I haven't gone no. yet. I, I thought I rolled a thirteen and he rolled a twelve. Right. Oh right. Torin didn't go. He just spent Twilight's turn throwing Twilight. <laughs> that go was ahead, that was the movement. To be fair, Torin then Vert, which was already had. So technically, I moved Twilight more than they would have been able to walk. It, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Uh, it's just that I forgot, because I'm... <laughs> that's me. That's Mitch. Did So, these slimes, like, are they kind of a liquidy-based thing? Uh, they're kind of like, uh, like a vanilla pudding. And are there any in, like, a sort of concentration? Uh, directly like in, in front of you? Yes, directly in front of you are five in a group. Uh, some of them are only five feet from each other. Some of them are like, you know, right next to each other. Some of them are up to ten feet from each other. They're very close together. Are you trying to hit all five with a big thing? I've got a plan. Cool. What you got? I break out the pen. I guess I set the setting to bronze color. It takes one minute to draw on yourself with the marker to change color. Oh, like I have to draw over my entire body? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you want to take the next minute of this combat situation to draw over yourself? You want to take the next ten rounds of combat to just scribble on yourself? <laughs> you didn't mention that. You're, you're too busy making jokes at my expense. Now I see We're always busy making jokes at your expense. That is true. That is my favorite pastime. Like, l listen, next to trying to find a safe place while we go head-to-head -head with Pochablat, making jokes at your expense is really what gets me going. Kevin, can I ask you a question I've been nervous to ask you for a while now? Hmm. The Chris have, like, their own kind of language, right? Yeah. 
And they listen to our broadcast, right? Yeah. Do they? And maybe I'm asking for a lot here. Do they take me seriously? <laughs> um. Okay, so it's oh, it's so it's hard. Oh, no. It's hard to tell sometimes, but uh. Why you gotta put Kevin in ooh. a corner like that? Oh. Um. Okay, so the look that Charlie just gave. No. No. That that does not happen. Um, at least not in the game. So, uh, moving on. Jeez. So, instead, <laughs> I'm going to break out Hydra Fang. Cool. My scythe. Yeah. I'm going to cast... I uh, can't, like, pour more energy into it. It's just a level one. Oh, well. And I'm going to cast the level one spell Thunderous Smite. Hey, okay. And I guess I'm going to slash at the... At the group of them, but really, like, I guess I can only attack one at a time. Yeah, you can, but you can definitely, like, jump in the middle here. Oh, wait, and I can attack twice, because uh, I'm at that level. Yeah, because you're a big, strong man. I will cast it twice, I guess. Okay. That'll leave me one level, one spell slot left, but I'll be basically doing two thunderous smites on two different enemies. Okay, absolutely. So let me roll to see if I hit. Please do, please do, please. And to hit, that is my strength, right? Uh, yeah, it should be on your weapon. I think it's like plus seven or eight at this point. Yeah, well, it's plus two plus strength bonus, but that's for damage. So it's plus two, I guess. No, and it's then I... the plus two should. What's your strength? My strength is a plus three, but it says it's a plus two hydrofang. And then there's other like bonuses so, yeah. to the damage itself. So two plus strength mod plus proficiency. On your character sheet, you can write down a single number to remember to add that to each d20 roll. <laughs> okay, what what's your strength mod? My strength mod is three. I know uh, three is my strength mod, three is my proficiency, and then it's a plus two from the like weapon itself because it's a plus weapon. So, so Hydrofang's two hit bonus is plus eight. So it's a d20 plus eight for each attack. The, the first one was a nat 20. <laughs> Take your chameleon marker, write plus eight next to Hydrofang. Write, actually, take your chameleon marker, pick a color, any color, write plus eight on Torin's arm. <laughs> That's to hit. We're, right now we're doing to hit, but then the first roll was a nat 20, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's going to do a lot, especially because it's with a smite on top of it. That smite's also going to get to double damage. And then a 12 oh. plus eight, uh, so that's an unnatural 20. Oh, it's a plus eight. How weird. It's cool we figured that out. <laughs> so now I'll roll the d12 plus my strength bonus plus the two from it being plus two hydrofang. Yep, you're getting it. There you go. Are these slimes considered devils? No. Oh, okay. So then the other bonus of hydrofang doesn't kick in. So first, oh yeah, and I also need to factor in the damage from smite okay and then i need to roll 2d6 and i think it's a creature so the creatures uh, that i hit are going to need to make a strength saving throw uh they are on top of it uh oh hey 16 so the first damage four so four plus five so nine and then the 2d6 six four so nine plus six and then plus four let me break out the abacus. Oh, Christ. Yeah, because in a world where, where super technology and virtual reality systems exist... I think exist, he just likes it because he made it himself. Shut up! <laughs> and, okay, so the first damage is 19. Okay, well, that one dissolves instantly. 
Okay, and then for the second one, did did they both save their? Uh, they got sixteen. Uh, does a sixteen save? Oh, it's a strength saving throw. My spell save DC is thirteen, so let's just say yeah. Yeah, he saves. Did uh, and I'm attacking two different creatures. So did the other one save? Uh, yeah, no, I rolled for both of them. Uh, they both got sixteen. The first one you hit for okay. nineteen damage, and it is dead. It is dead, dead, super dead, d- dead. So eleven plus three. Plus the two, so that's sixteen. Now the two d six. Yeah. Why did I make so much math for myself? I I mean you you, you did it. You do you, King. So the second one gets hit for twenty five. Okay, well that one no longer exists as well, and just like that, there are two less slimes in your face. So there's just booms of thunder, and where these creatures were, let's just say there's a crater, even though I slashed through them. Yeah, and you see the bits of these things explode outward, and now that you can see past its murky outer sort of like slime layer, you can see the inside of this thing is rather complicated. It's got what looks like a a gelatinous nucleus, and these different Golgi bodies and and mitochondrial uh, clusters all inside of it. Just, just dripping with all kinds of weird cytoplasm, and uh, but you know, but now there's two less of them, so that's an advantage. Vert, there are still three directly in front of you. Torn and Twilight, as usual, have rushed to the front of the pack. Uh, Debilica and crew are. I did not rush to the front of the. I was thrown. Thrown, and I said, "You would have gone do there anyway." Thrown into you danger, but I. I don't know what you're frustrated about, man. I think at this point we've established, like, when I die, the Chris are going to build a statue of me and then pee on it for posterity. For posterity? Posterity. Pro- I think it... I mean... You it, know what? I'm done making jokes. From now on, dead serious D&D. <laughs> posterity? Yeah. Anyway, uh... I mean, they're laughing at me too, so... I, I don't know how hard you should please, take it. Please, please don't pee on my statue. <laughs> uh they're just nodding it's i i think we're good um so i'm going to uh do a flame bolt but i'm going to twin the spell and target uh two of the the closest ones okay great so that is a 17 to hit. definitely hits okay and uh so the first one takes four and the next one takes nine points of damage. Fire damage. They are visibly singed. Uh, one of them looks like it's about ready to collapse in on itself, but they are still up and moving. But you, you twin uh, twin some little firebolts at them and pew pew. Good for you, man. Good for you. Zap zap cook cook. Zap zap cook cook. And it's their turn now. Oh no. There's three remaining in front of your faces. So one of them is going to roll right on up to Twilight. Uh, 19 going to hit you. Uh, can you not? Oh, oh he can. Hey, could Ten you, damage. Could you not do that? As a a, a, okay, a tendril you, of like this milky white substance that seems to be its own flesh stretches out and then batters you about the head. Ow! Ow! Torin, uh, one of the singed ones is going to come over and hit you for twenty-four. Sorry, it's it's only eight damage, but it's a twenty-four to hit. Or wait, what did it roll to hit? Twenty-four. Ow. I got it backwards. It's going to hit you for eight damage. As it bludgeons you about the head in parts. And then uh, third one's going to miss. And then uh, across the way, you can see the supers are dealing with their group. Their little little furry lizard 
feathered lizard things are ripping chunks out of these slimes. Uh, behind you, Debilica, is nunchakuing uh, the ever-living bollocks out of these things. Uh, Elliot's taking some big chunks. Gearheart is picking up her ball and chain and using it to swing down and crush things. It seems to be going fairly well. And then, at the end of their turn, more slimes pour in from your side and Debilica's side. You guys, this isn't sustainable. We need to get out of here. Oh, yeah, we got you. And they charge into the group of their slimes. They say, follow us then. And they start, uh, they start taking attacks of opportunity, but start running past the slimes, bludgeoning a few out of the way as they go. There is now a, a path ahead of you, uh, but there are still slimes in that path. And down from the supers is Twilight. All right, I guess I'm coming with then. And Twilight also starts bludgeoning their way um, through. Um, since it's a 15-foot haul, I think we can get to the other end. Yes, it's, it's just that you are in melee combat with a slime right now, so it's going to take an attack of opportunity against you. Uh, 16 to hit. Uh, does not. Now that I have the, uh, now that I have the cape, I'm good. Yeah, good old cloak. Uh, you're free. You're free to catch up with the supers. You travel 15 exhausted cold feet. You're back to where <sighs> you started at the beginning of the battle. <sighs> okay, is this the way to go? Vert is now faster than you. <laughs> Don't hey. fail me now, little legs. Vert, wait, take me with you. Torin. Well, I guess, uh, are the creatures, like, between me and where we need to go? No. Uh, it's just that you're in combat with two of them right now. So you have to, like, you have to go backwards to catch up with the supers. So you, you take two attacks of opportunity to run out of melee range, but that's it. Okay. Okay, two attacks coming. Uh, one miss, and one gets a, ooh, 23 to hit you. So you'll take nine damage as this one bludgeons you sort of in the back of the head as you start retreating. But you have retreated. You guys, uh, you can retreat back to Vert. Uh, right now I think Twilight is in the back. Uh, Vert? So if I run to where the supers are, how many um, slimes would I have to run past? Uh, currently with the way cleared, there are still five uh, apparently injured slimes ahead of you. Uh, they have been pushed to the left and right sides respectively. So there's a five-foot narrow path down the middle where you could cross between them. Um... Okay, I'm gonna try and uh, is does one side have more than the other? Uh, three on the right, two on the left. And the ones on the left, do they look like they're in better or worse shape? I'd say probably better shape. Yeah, it's sort of about the same. The ones on the right, there are more of them, uh, but the one on the right is the one all the little feathered lizard things were all about. Okay. Uh, okay, so I guess I'll stay closer to because if i go straight down the middle they're all going to get a, a shot at me uh stay a little bit closer to the left side um as i'm running though i want to yell acid and use the uh alchemy gun Ooh! and yes two gallons of acid i think sprayed out could make a uh I think a 15-foot radius circle makes a lot of sense yeah, for that, don't yeah. you? Yeah, and sort of uh, take a strafing shot and and then, like, bolt through. Totally. So you spray acid on them. They each take a d10 of acid right. damage. Ooh, uh, one takes eight, the other takes ten. With the damage that the supers did to them, uh, the left side is clear now. Hey! Hey, Vert got two kills, look at that! <laughs> Still got um, it. The acid with a 15-foot range is also going to hit the one on the back. It takes two acid damage. So you actually hit three. It reached all the way across the, the hallway there. 
Mm -hmm. And the acid boils into the rock and does 10 acid damage to the walls and floor of the labyrinth as well. (laughs) Beautiful. Yes. So I need to roll something here real quick. Oh, okay. And everybody make a dexterity saving throw. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta make the guy with negative dexterity do a dexterity saving roll. But remember. Yeah, possibly. You get plus two to your rolls because of my charisma and aura protection. 17. That was a minus one. 21. But then. So 18. 21 saves, 18 saves. Vert, how'd you do? 22. 22 saves. Uh, Debilica and team. Ooh, Debilica and team are going to take full damage. Supers are out of range. There's another rumble in the labyrinth. Parts of the wall itself above you start to dislodge. The bricks dislodge. And uh, rocks fall, guys. Rocks fall for, uh, let's see, do, 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 17 damage. You guys save. Half of 17 is... Oh, no. Man, you get the abacus. Half... Eight. Eight. Half, eight. Half of 17 rounded down is eight. You guys take eight. Debilica, Gerhardt, uh, Elliot, and Jake take 17. According to the abacus, technically half of 17 is 8.5. It, yeah, you round down for D&D. And then uh, the slimes that were in the area there also get crushed. Uh, so the way forward is now clear. It's just the the eight slimes you have to worry about and the, and the reinforcing number of them coming from the two hallways behind you as Gearheart and Debilica et al. start making their way towards you, sort of fighting the slimes back as they go. Uh, but yeah, the way forward is now a way forward. Um, how far is Twilight from Torin? Uh, I think 10, 15 feet now? If okay. Torin moved his full distance, 15 feet? Okay, Twilight is gonna run up and go, Torin! Torin, I can't move that quickly! Carry me! And Twilight's gonna jump up on Torin's back. And Torin will notice nothing. <laughs> All of you ain't nothing. I I accept it. Torin, your turn. Oh, what is this like initiative order? We're doing stuff. Yeah, I thought we were still like escaping because we managed to get by our enemies and our. Yeah, yeah, we're not out of combat yet. So yes, you are still you are still escaping. So what's like the position of enemies? Position of enemies is that you are in the hallway that the supers use to escape. There is a western and eastern hallway, each of which is full of slimes, but you guys are in retreat. The slimes are chasing after you. Debilica at all is covering your backs. Well, I guess I might as well be a tank now rather than never. And I will slow down to try and get the... I was about to call them side characters. <laughs> so that the rest of them can start catching up with Vert. I'll just somewhat notice Twilight's on my back and try to hand them off to Debilica. Yeah, as you're doing that, like, Debilica's like, uh, not now, dear, uh, busy, busy with murder. And she is, as you're trying to, like, hand things off to her, she's beating slimes with nunchucks made of yellows. And I am going to acid breath the horde to try and push them back so that they can all move forward and I can try to hold the line and keep them back while backing up to follow everybody. Absolutely. They roll to save, they get a five, so you're going to do max damage. Which is... Duh. Never have that page up because it's its own thing. It is, I believe at your level it is 3d6s, but it could be 4. Yep, 3d6 acid damage. Go ahead. 1, 2, 6. 1, 2, 6 is 9. Uh, yeah, that kills the 3 that the group was fighting, leaving just the 2 in the back that you couldn't reach. Then I try to, like, push the group along because it's mostly the small people and, as I almost let slip, side characters. Yeah, no, but we would never 
verbally called them that. Yeah, so everyone starts making their retreat with Twilight on your back, Torrin. Uh, Vert, uh, it looks like the retreat is almost in hand. Do you have any way to sort of secure the route? Any sort of magical source, mystic force? How far are they away from me? There's a group that is 15 feet away and a group that is 25 feet away, but closing. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I can do that. Uh, the 15 foot uh, one, I'm going to twin another spell. Cool. And shoot my fireball. One of them hits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, roll damage. Alrighty. So that's uh, 17 points of damage, fire damage. Ooh, yeah, that thing is completely melted. Uh, it goes down, and the white slimes seem to... They look around at the situation. They seem to look. They don't have eyes or faces, but you can see a sort of, like, nubule come off of their body and sort of do a sweeping motion. And the white slimes begin to vibrate, and then you get this sensation, the sound of something sliding over stone. And in the distance, you see... Something that is the size of one of these giant lizards you've been you've been spotting throughout your adventure here, but with the shape and consistency of one of these slimes. It is in the distance, and you can see it closing, and you watch as its liquid-like body arcs up over a 90-foot wall, and you see this entire thing's mass like a locomotive traveling vertically, goes up over the wall and then down onto the other side, moving in your direction. Yo, what the Strock are they doing? Playing a game? It seems like a waste of time. Why don't we have a bit of fun with them? What do you have in mind? Yo, give me that red vial you made. I have an idea. Okay, just... Don't kill them. I won't. I won't. See? This is fun, guys, right? I mean, that big monster <laughs> uh, showed up, but you guys caught? Yeah. Yeah, I'm having fun. Hey, I'm sorry I snapped it's at you, It's all right. I, I deserve hey, it. Hey, you know me! You mug! Oh, Strzok. Amelia! What's going on? Amelia! Reminder to all members of True Reality, there will be changes to package pricing. In order to fund new Duraki Police Department, we will be adding 10% increase in service fees. All funding will go towards city infrastructure and improvement in protection. Any who cannot afford service fee is welcome to make payments through service in the new DPD outside of true reality. Sign up today for training. <laughs> it's not funny. The plant just grabbed my leg. Okay. Okay, hold on. I'll get you down. Is Amelia okay? Uh, will someone tell me what the heck is going on? She's fine. Uh, Amelia's fine. She got caught in some kind of plant trap or something. Uh, hold on. I think I just need to cut this and... 
Gracias, Jamark. No problem. Could you get off my back now? Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> so if everything is all right, you guys want to start playing again? Otherwise, these drones won't be finished. Yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's finish up. Uh, Mitch? Manny, you guys good to keep going? Uh, yeah. Amelia, you sure you're good? Yeah. Anything we can do to help? I am fine. I will just need to take a breather. You guys go ahead and play some more. I will just rest. All right. Well, the good news is you guys are able to safely escape away from all of the, uh, the white slimes. And you make your way to the super camp. What about the giant slime monster we saw running towards us? Was definitely heading towards you. And as you retreat into deeper into the labyrinth, you can see it move to the position where roughly you think you guys were at, where the white slimes had stopped and started vibrating. But it doesn't seem to travel further than that. And after a few more seconds, you lose sight of it. Let's never do that again. And, Twi and Twilight uh, lets themselves off from Torn's back. Huh? Who said that? This is me, big guy. Could you, uh, could you squat real quick? Are your legs good to do squats? Hurrah! And power squat. Crater forming around legs. Burpees. As he power squats, Twilight takes advantage and gets off his back. And Chester says, good form, good form. <laughs> this is what you need to be doing, I point in Gerhardt's face. She's huffing and puffing because she just had to run while dragging her, that adamantine ball behind her. Are we ever going to figure out how to break that? She shrugs. We can't break these cuffs. Uh, so you guys return, uh, not return, but you guys make it to the super camp. As Milo introduces to you, he pulls some vines aside in the, in the, um, in the wall of the labyrinth. And you find yourselves inside a clearing, not unlike the one that was in where you guys first landed. And scattered around are a bunch of tents, but also some modern accoutrements. There seems to be a stage set up. There are these rough-hewn leather tents that seem to be made out of scaly hide of some kind. There's a bunch of big bonfires, lots of torches, and people running around. People running around who all have black eyes. Just completely black all the way. No whites in their eyes at all. What kind of what kind of people are we talking about? Like, is it a diverse set of races? Is it all the same race? Yes, it is. It's it's every race you could you could imagine. They're dragonborns, humans, elves. Every dwarves. shade of white you can imagine. Uh, there's so many so many white people. I'm already sick of it. But you see them all running around doing various things. Some of them are lifting logs that are way too heavy for one person to lift. Some of them are moving boulders into the shapes of like the rough shapes of houses and and settlements. Uh, some of them are cooking whole giant lizard creatures on spits over fires. Some of them are lowering their pants, asking their buddy to stick the syringe in. Uh, and then they do it, and then the guy who got the syringe stuck in him is just like, YES! And a pair of muscular people with all black eyes, dressed inexplicably as circus clowns. One as in sort of like a pink striped pajama getup, and the other in a blue striped pajama getup. Uh, they come up to you, it's like, Hi now! It's nice to meet you there. Okay. And uh, we are the, uh... Hold on. What? Pause. I was really expecting you to be like, Hello, my name is Hans. And my name is Gretel. And we are here to pop you up. <laughs> no, they're just clowns. They are unlikable clowns. Uh, and so they just come up to you as like, Oh, it's nice to meet you. And the, the one, the one in pink holds out his hand. And he says, oh, I am Stump. 
And the other one in blue says, and I'm Plunka. Yeah, yes, you are. They, they hold out their hands as though a handshake would be in order. Eh? Eh? Twilight shakes, shakes their hands and goes, hi, I'm Twilight, and I'm... Stump's hand comes off. Ah! Ah! What? I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! And Twilight's, like, trying to push it back on the stump. Oh! Oh, God! Uh, yeah, Plunker laughs and takes the hand and hands it back to Stump, and Stump says, Yo, you get it. We're a bunch of jokesters, ain't we? <laughs> so y'all won't be supers, then? Do I get a cape? I mean, I already have one. Oh, uh, no, you, you, you just get soup, and uh, the incredible strength of power comes with it. I don't know... What do you guys think? Magic and gear always has a price. Unless it comes from a good god. Then it's just free. <laughs> That's how paladins work. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, no. No, no. Unlike my good buddy Vert, who got his power the old-fashioned hard work way. Nepotism. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I mean... I suppose that's kind of how it works. Um, but no soup. No soup for me. Oh, well, you know, if you want to join up, it's not a problem. Just gotta, you know, take your first sip. We like it if, uh, if you get the head of a devil and bring it in, and then we know you're good to go. But uh, we tend to find people take a few sips, and uh, they're usually good to follow orders anyway. Uh, so, uh, well, if we're not here to join up, what can we do for you then? There's just, I'm guessing, a lot of pots of soup around. There are no visible pots of soup currently. Oh. Like, where do you store your soup? Oh, usually we get it, we drink it right away. It's usually good to keep you going for a few days. It's just every now and then we gotta get, uh, you got the scouts in here, tell us when the when the devil's making camp next, and, and uh, jump them. You know what I'm saying? Just get on in and, uh, jump them. Just get on in and just jump them. And you see Stump just starts, like, punching the ground with his, with his prosthetic hand, just over and over. Just, you just punch him, you get him, you jump him. I was gonna cast Divine Sense to see if I could sense anything from soup. But there's no actual soup here, I'm guessing. Yeah, no pots of soup. There's definitely the smell of meat and things are being cooked right now. Well, I think I'll still cast it because I'm guessing we're at safe in their camp, so we might get a long rest out of this. Uh, maybe. I'll, so I'll cast Divine Sense so I can try to see if I sense from them or just in the area anything celestial, fiend, or undead, or even like consecrated, desecrated locations or objects. Everyone with black eyes is giving you fiend pings. Every single one. Including Stump and Plunker and Milo and all the group that you met last session. Just a moment, new allies. And I... And I just sort of gr forcefully grab Twilight Vert and motion to the rest of them to get into a huddle and try to whisper. What? Yeah? I am sensing very strongly fiends fiend essence from every single member of this camp. Yeah, did anybody else catch that they were talking about how this, you know, soup makes you follow orders? Yes. Yeah. And hey, Debilica, best buddy, quick question. Um. Ooh, I get to be in the huddle. Sorry, everyone. It's my turn for the huddle. No, excuse me, clown people. Wait over there. Mm -mm -mm. And she, uh, she nuzzles her way in here, and she, oh, uh, pardon me. And she pulls like Gerhardt underneath Torin's legs and pulls Jake in as like a little playhouse. Is like, all right, you guys in the middle. Okay, sorry. All right, I think we're ready. Okay, so 
I know that before, whenever we went up against anybody, you were able to see other devils. Is this like the work of one of your old co-workers or something? Oh, goodness, you're wondering if I could out anyone. Because I fill in Debilica on the fact that because of the soup, they are all giving off strong fiend energy. Yes, I sensed it as well. Um, you see, I knew when someone was was in incognito, I guess you would say it, because, you know, I knew them. I work with them. I, I met them in the office every day. I know what their little tricks are, but I never worked outside of the castle, unfortunately, you know. Uh, I, I wouldn't know anyone here. I'm also getting that, that strong little trace of fiend energy, though, like you were talking about. It, it's weird. I know that these are not devils. You would know if they were devils. I mean, come on. But no, no one here is... No one here is giving me pings like I should know them. Have you ever heard of any devils or anyone part of this prison that was, say, a quite powerful alchemist or... Working with potions to increase strength and maybe instill loyalty or blind devotion. Or enslavement of the mind for, say, strength. Uh, Torin, my, my scaly friend, I don't know of any devils that, that have such enhancement powers, but I do know that I do know that one of the wizards that Portablat has in containment was a master of enchantments. Incredibly powerful. Bert, break out the jaw. Alphonse? Uh, well, um, did you know, uh, what, which, which person, which enchanter they're talking about? Oh, yes. I remember Zoe. Legs for days, master enchantress. See, she had legs for days because she could make herself look as young as she wanted and just lasted days. She was incredible. Very hot. You getting that? You getting the, the sexual feelings I'm feeling for her? If you keep saying that, I'm gonna call you Partholomew again. Oh, that's that's probably fair. Dorn just gives the jar a light shake and then says, focus. Oh, okay. And there is an image of an old woman in front of you now. And uh, it's an old woman. She's got graying hair and she's in this sort of black night dress, like a nightlife kind of clubbing dress, and very slowly the image of her de-ages until you're looking at the the shimmering slender form of a woman with long dark hair down to her waist in this tight little black getup with these uh, big old heels and he's like, this is the last time I saw her before the portal Oh, Zoe. Oh, the legs. The legs! Bartholomew, stop. Shake the jar again. It's oh, like, thank goodness I can't have heart attacks anymore. Did she ever make any sort of strength-enhancing, mind-enslaving potions? Oh, she probably could. And would there be any reason for devils or fiends to take it? And w would there be any sort of corrupting influence on, say, the mortal races? I imagine there could be. I mean, they had me strapped up to stuff, casting illusions on people throughout a whole castle. Doubt they could put one wizard's power through a whole maze this size, but if they could find small, contained ways to do it, they might be able to affect whatever they want. She could enchant anything. I saw her put a curse on an angel once. Do you know what it takes to put a curse on an angel? What's an angel? Like, like 500 gold worth of stuff. So, I got a question for you, Alfonso. We found you, yeah, shoot. and you're a brain. 
If we find her, is she yep. just gonna be Lex? No idea. I not seen her since the portal. Are we gonna have to Megazord three different wizards into one body? I hope so. It's possible. I don't know what that is, but you might have to do it. Who knows? Creative solutions, right? Uh, as you guys are having your huddle, uh, on top of your head, you hear, Hey, look at that! That's a bird! And sure enough, a crow comes flapping into the camp. This time staying, you notice this one stays very low. It's no more than ten feet off the ground. So as to avoid the unfortunate happenings of, of Mo. And this one flies over to Milo the elf and lands on his shoulder. And the bird seems to whisper something into his ear when Milo's, he turns to Stump and Plunker and says, Oh, it looks like we got a feed on him then. And Stump says, Oh, that's excellent. Oh, that's quite good. Plunker says, Oh, it is Stump. Yes, it is. And then they all laugh in exactly the same way. And uh, so they all look out and it's like, uh, well, okay, all you newbies, uh, well, if you want to earn your keep with us or you want any help in the future, feel free to tag along. We just got word that a big devil target's in the area, and we're going to go take her out. Debilica looks around. She's like, I, I suppose I am in the area. Oh, it's weird having a physical form. Hey, um, you, Alfonso, could you cast an illusion on me and make me not have to deal with this anymore? And poof, she's invisible. Thank you. Torin kind of nudges Twilight's like, I think we should go back to camp and report this. And then Torin kind of like just studies one of the clown's prosthetic hand. All right. And I think I can fi- I think I have a way for us to find our way back because I don't think I trust us having a long rest in their camp. And, and, uh, and Torin, what way could that possibly be? Well, I, there was a reason I studied the guy's fake hand. Because I never thought I'd have to use it, but I thought, well, I, none of my level two spells are worth a damn. All my level three spells are the good ones. But I have it. <laughs> locate object. So I'm going to use locate object. Hey. Well, in the future to find a way back to them. Right. And uh, Stump and Plunker, they look at you and they're like, all right, well, you guys uh, take care of yourselves. You know that the devils, they could take the skies at any mortal they, they can imagine in the mines, right? And uh, Plunker, like, takes two fingers and points at his own head and is like, right, right. So, here's what it is then. We're going to go after this devil target, probably going to be disguised as a mortal. And uh, if you guys want some, uh, some respect around here, uh, come help us out, right? Oh, we'll fight. We have to go uh, fight our own target, but we'll meet you there after that. How about that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We we have to go and see a guy about his uh, uh, his uh, his his poop bucket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's gross. Get out of here. I ate that. Everybody ate diarrhea. With the usual casual slap on the back of Twilight. <laughs> and you leave the camp. You find yourself back in the hallways of the labyrinth. And I cast. Locate object to locate, unfortunately, probably because nobody else had, or no, wait, there is something to locate just, no, not Justin. That's the guy. What's her name? The one you always have. Sm- Ray. Ray. To locate Ray's, she's the one with the staff, right? She does have a staff. To locate Ray's staff to try and guide us back to the camp. Because I can, and it is ex- I'm familiar with that object. I can sense the direction to it uh, because it's more than likely within a thousand feet of us. It is, and it's very easy for you to do this, not only because you have Locate Object on assisting you, 
but also because you have an excellent memory. Yes. I have an excellent memory for maps, geography, and terrain. Exactly! <laughs> See what I tell you. All right, you win. Not how I test the vials, but that's one way to do it. Well, we couldn't try it on our people. That breed was aggressive enough as is. We can't have them roaming around freely. You got anything else you're working on? Yeah, I got just the thing. Ever heard of flytrap? You gonna have plants eat them? N not exactly. I've got a new breed that I've been messing around with. See? Oh, oh, that's good. That's real good. All right, now grab that black vial in the corner and pop it into the vents. This will be just what we need. How goes the uh, drone modifications, Kev? Ugh, it's slow going. And the crystal are good, but it's still advanced technology. Gonna need at least a day or two here. Well, we can't just stand around here. I'll find us a way out. Manny, wait! Oh, fucking idiot! Oh my god. Okay, uh, I'm gonna try to go after him. We should go too. You doing all right? See, I just had the wind knocked out of me. Come, Jamark. Let's find Manuel together. What the struck was that? Guys. Guys. Look out. The plants. Manuel. Que pasó? Guys, the plants are getting more aggressive. I think one of them snagged Manny and- Oh! We need to get out of here now. See, si. We can go and regroup and we can- Do you hear something? I don't hear any- Whoa! day consumers. Quick update provided for all of you. We are now asking any willing participants to join Duraki mm. Police Department. We are also offering opportunity to encroachers. Any encroachers who hope to return to Nadsmoto Sheik's good graces can send application via nearest Wi-Fi booth in city. If encroachers meet arrest quotas for the next year, they will have opportunity to apply to return to true reality. This is great opportunity. Only possible mm. because our Nads Motor Sheik is so generous. Remember who to thank when city is brought back under order. Our Nads Motor Sheik and newly established DPD. That is all for today. So remember consumers to keep living your truth because Nads Motor Sheik orders it. Hey, it's JMarkXento again. Just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Tabletop for the End of the World, and a friendly reminder to everyone that our live show is this 
Sunday. Doors open at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The official show start time is at 2 p.m. And we'll be running until 4 p.m. with a Q&A afterwards. You can find our live show at twitch.tv slash tfucast. Once again, twitch.tv slash tfucast. And we're also officially a part of the Epic Quest lineup. Uh, this is a great online event put together by uh, Left Media Online, Awesome Con, and Rose City Con- uh, Comic Con, as well as Anime NYC. So it's a super, super, super exciting event, and we're so honored to be a part of it. We also, once again, are always in need of NPC names. We don't pay for any type of advertising, so the best way to get the word out is through each and every one of you talking about the podcast, telling your friends about it, and talking about us on social media. If you talk about the show on any platform and use the hashtag UnpluggedRising, you could be named after an NPC, like any of the assortments of NPCs that we've named on this current arc, like any of the supers, like Milo, named for Milo... 4285-294 on Twitter, or Jamie Lee, named for at Frigga Loves You on Twitter, or LG the Dwarf, uh, named after friend of the show, LG Ransom, who's a fantastic author writing a Sentai sci-fi series uh, that's still currently being worked on, and I own the first two books, and it's fantastic. It's called Holland's Air is the first book. Uh, definitely check it out. And then finally, Quirky Duckling, uh, named after at Quirky Duckling on Twitter. Uh, thank you all so much. Please Please continue telling people about the show. We're so very grateful to each and every one of you. A couple more updates. Um, our TFU Inktober list is now up. If you all recall last year, uh, Loki who competed and we were so impressed with his entries that we actually made him into the character Liam on the show. There's no saying if you'll get to play a full character or just voice a scene by participating, but definitely check that out on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And finally, we still have our cosplay contest ongoing. We're anticipating a lot of entries. We've heard a from a lot of you that you're going to be entering you can cosplay any character from either the dnd aspect or from the meta narrative it's really up to you and we'll be accepting entries until october 19th anyway that's it for me i really hope you enjoy the music in this episode i literally worked on it this week um, to try to get it out so you know we still have the concrete battle song but i'm thinking of actually making a soundcloud account for us so that we can have that all available to all of you to tune into listen in on and enjoy uh the next episode will be up in two weeks so that is september 25th so we're getting ever closer to the end of the year uh thank you so much everyone and remember The Overseers are always watching.